The Pitch Sider. Pitch side for every game. Hello and welcome to the Pitch Sider NFL podcast. Hope you're well and we've had another week. So we've had game week 13 with a number of teams on the bye week. Um, and yeah, a lot of action that's happened. So let's get into it. Yes, talk about some of the games that have happened first and then we'll go through the takeaways as normal. Um, so the game that hasn't been played yet is the Bengals versus the Tigers, um, which is to play um, art before the game. is This was released, but at the time of recording, this hasn't been played. But on Friday, the Cowboys beat the Seahawks 41-35. The Chargers beat the Patriots 6-0. The Lions beat the Saints 33-28. The Falcons beat the Jets 13-8. The Cardinals beat the Steelers 24-10. The Colts beat the Titans 31-28. The Dolphins beat the Commanders 45-15. The Texans beat the Broncos 22-17. The Panthers beat the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers beat the Panthers 21-18. The Rams beat the Browns 36-19. The 49ers beat the Eagles 42-19. The Packers beat the Chiefs 27-19 with Ravens, Bears, Raiders, Vikings, Bills and Giants all on a game bye week. So having a look at the standings. Um, in the AFC East, Miami Dolphins currently still top their group, followed by the Bills, the Jack Jets and the Patriots. In the AFC North, um, Ravens currently top their group, followed by the Steelers, Browns and Bengals. The Jaguars still top their group in the AFC South, followed by the Colts, Titans and Texans. The AFC West, the Chiefs top their group, followed by the Broncos, Chargers and Raiders at the bottom. In the NFC East, the Eagles currently sit first, uh, followed by the Cowboys, Giants and Commanders. In the NFC North, the Lions are currently top, followed by the Vikings, Packers and Bears. The NFC South, the Falcons are currently top, followed by the Buccaneers, Saints and Panthers. And then the NFC West, the 49ers top their group, followed by the Rams, Seahawks and Cardinals. So having a look at the playoff picture leading up to the Las Vegas Super Bowl. The Dolphins currently top the AFC um, as the Ravens start to fall. Um, the Jaguars have no change. The Chiefs have fallen by two to fourth. The Steelers and the Colts and the Browns make up the playoffs um, in the sort of on the bubble. Um, the Texans currently top, followed by the Broncos, Bills, Bengals. Chargers, Raiders, Jets, Titans and Patriots. The Jets and the Chargers climbing up with the Titans and Raiders falling by one. In the um, NFC, and the Eagles currently is top, followed by the 49ers, Lions, Falcons, Cowboys. Um, there is no change in the top five. Um, the Vikings move up one, followed by the Packers and also do the Rams. 
The Seahawks fall to ninth in their standings. And they fall by three with the Buccaneers and the Saints falling. Um, the Giants and Bears and Commanders all have no change. So do the Cardinals and the Panthers. So yeah, overall, um, looking good. Um, definitely teams will start to fall into the categories. Um, some are definitely impossible now to get into the playoffs. Um, their season is effectively over now. Um, they are just playing for pride. So let's have a look at some of the takeaways um, from the midweek games. So let's start with the Dolphins versus the Commanders. Dolphins will stomp inferior opponents on their way to the NFC East title. The Dolphins have an inside track to a playoff home game. Um, they are first in the AFC East, with the idle Bills trailing in second place with a 6-6 six and six record. On Sunday, the Dolphins crushed the Commanders 45-15. to 15. Over two months, the Dolphins have chewed up and spat out sub-0.50 opponents. We were expecting the Raiders, with the exception from the Raiders. Ron Revere can start packing his bags in Washington, according to... NFC's Ian Rapport, the Washington Commanders will uh, will get rid of the coach in the offseason. Um, River should start his job search now. Last week, the Commanders fired the defensive coordinator and defensive backs coach. As a result, Rare took over the defensive play calling duties, but Washington gave up 45 points in back-to-back blowout losses. The Lions and the Saints... The Lions raised concerns before their tough stretch. On Sunday, the Lions jumped to a 21-0 lead in the New Orleans Saints, but they took an eek out of the 33-28 victory on the final drive in the contest. Throughout, no team should feel concerned about a win. Detroit has looked shaky since week nine's bye. Dallas Allen's partnership with Derek Carr will go on and done one. On Sunday, the Saints battled back from a 21-point deficit to give the Lions a second-half scare, but the offence struggled mildly long before the quarterback Carr exited the game with an injury. The Saints turned the ball over twice, and it seemed to prefer their skills players in the final drive over Carr's. On the other hand, New Orleans scored four touchdowns in four red zone drives, but the running back and versatile tight end finished three of these possessions. Keep in mind the Saints signed Carter a four-year deal for a $155 million contract and gave him no trade clause. The Chargers and the Patriots. The Chargers faint playoff hopes will completely fade before Christmas. The Los Angeles Chargers Chargers have made have put the at least impressive NFL shutout in recent memory. On Sunday, the Chargers beat struggling Patriots six and zero. With that said, the Patriots outgained them in total two hundred and fifty seven yards to two forty one. Ironically, Los Los Angeles need a, need twenty three ranked scoring defense that allowed the most yards per game to seal the victory. 
Patriots are the most underwatched team in the NFL for the second time in the season. An opponent has shut out the Patriots at home. The Saints did it in week five before the Chargers accomplished it. The feature on Sunday. We don't know about head coaches Bill Baroski's future, but New Orleans is clearly the most unwatched team in the league. At least the Cardinals and the Panthers have intruded in quarterbacks Murray and Young, both former number one overall picks from the draft. The Patriots don't have compelling active player in the key position. They struggled to score points in their field defence that ranked 21 first in the season. The Cardinals and the Steelers. Tight ends McBride emerges as Cardinals' top target. The Chiefs provided a high-octane passing attack, can run through the tight end position. Few at the position are as talented as Tariq Crease. Of course, yet to set up and show how a tight end can serve as a primary offensive weapon, which the Cardinals can pattern. Pittsburgh Steelers' offence returns to form. The Steelers' offence isn't good. One game finally over 400 yards for the first time in 58 straight contests was positive, especially after head coach Mike Tyron fired offensive coordinator and installed quarterback coach as the play quarter. Even the added yardage, the Steelers only scored 16 points. The Pittsburghs found themselves inside Bengals' 25-yard line on five occasions. Falcons versus the Jets. Falcons should call more QB runs. Um, in a 13-8 winner over the Jets, the Falcons struggled to gain traction on the ground. Running running backs um, averaged 2.3-point-yard carries, respectively, as a heavy run-heavy team was ranked third in total carries and 26 in passing attempts through week 12. Atlanta doesn't have a second offensive gear when it comes to ground attacks. Fails to move the ball efficiently. The Jets have botched their quarterback situation all season. While Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles in week one, the Jets should have been aggressive in their search for an upgrade as backup QB Wilson, who struggled through three seasons. Instead, the Jets stuck with Tim Boyle as an active number two option before the 2023 campaign. He started just three games in all in 2021, thrown for three touchdowns and eight inceptions. Wilson played his way out of the fill-in starting role with turnovers and subpar accuracy. And the Jets turned to Boyle, who played three games before the team benched him for Simmons on Sunday. Green Gang didn't acquire a signal top caller before the trade deadline um, or sign Carson Welts, but it seems they should have started since after Boyle after it benched Wilson. The Colts and the Titans, second year wide receiver Ag Pierce opens up Colts' offence. Something has been missing from the Colts' offence despite a surprising 6 and 5 record sitting in the potential playoff slot. Shane Work group worked hard on the nearly every single drive to gain score opportunities. But to be fair, they now have someone who can do this in Alex Pierce. The Titans special teams are disastrous. Coaches love to say that special teams are one third of the game. It's not lip service per se. 
Um, but the phase usually doesn't win or loss contests, particularly how games are legalized today. However, the Titans are a major bind base on how special teams perform on Sunday during their loss to the Colts. Texans surrendered back-to-back blocked punts. Colts special team coordinator Brian Mason was his big call all in his bag calling all the right plays. The Broncos versus the Texans. Texans aren't overachievers. They're a playoff team. Yeah, stop talking about the Texans as they're not feeling. Good story. Um, after the 21-7 win over the Broncos, we should acknowledge Houston as a playoff-ready squad. Through the sounds odd to say about a team with rookie quarterback, first-time head coach and first-year offensive caller, but the Titans look prime for a late-season run. Um, Houston showed it can win its pro, pro a Pro Bowl twenty twenty three offense rookie of the year with C D Strauss isn't throwing for multiple touchdowns and close without wins. Broncos would quickly bounce back from a turnover from a turnover ridden performance. The Broncos winning streak came to a screeching halt in Houston, but they will bounce back in the next few weeks. Denver will play a mediocre Chargers squad. That's averaged 12 points per game over the past three weeks. And Patriots, who have their second shutout loss of the season on Sunday. The Panthers versus the Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receiver Mike Evans is unstoppable during the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 21-8 team victory over the Panthers. The Bucks, Mike Evans continued a historic streak that may never be matched, thus his status as one of the best wide receivers in NFL history. Evans caught seven passes on Sunday for 162 yards and a touchdown. In doing so, he ellipsed the 1,000-yard platelet once again. Tampa Bay's all-time leading receiver extended his NFL record streak by receipt, reaching 1,000 more yards in 10 consecutive seasons to start his career. Coaching change doesn't make a difference for the Panthers. The team that experienced a mid-season head coach change veers in one or two directions. Either more sends a message, produces an artificial boost and creates improvement or the squad continues to file further down the abyss of a lost season. Last year's Panthers achieved the former in the category. This year's addition falls into latter. After the previous head coach's submissal, only 11 games signalled a media owner and disappointment in lack of development of number one overall draft pick in Bruce Young. The switch from Reese to interim head coach Torba did not nothing to improve circumstances. The Browns versus the Rams. Rams rookie wide receiver Pukanasis reaches S-tier status against the Brown. Los Angeles fifth-round rookie has a difference maker since he stepped out onto the NFL field. The same talent was seen during his time with the Cougars program. However, injuries slowed his progression and quite level um, and did not allow his talent to truly shine. Joe Facken isn't in a situation for the Browns. He's not he, not the problem either. J. 
Joe Falcons is the Browns' fourth starting quarterback this season. It's clear the season hasn't gone quite right as expected, but Falcons' recent performances isn't a signal for surrender. It's the opposite. A seven and five, the Browns are still firmly in contention with both season birth. The biggest thing holding them back at this point is the inconsistency quarterback play at times position from well below the NFL standards. Finally, the 49ers and the Eagles. The 49ers claim stake to the NFL's best squad move over Eagles because the 49ers handled their business in the city. The Eagles basically birthed the best version of the Niners to show up, and they did. Um, talk is cheap. Eagles edge rush said during the game, and they come to back in the lines and the booze, and the 49 San Francisco took these words to heart and proved it's a better team right now than the Eagles. One bad game doesn't equate to an entire season for the Eagles. As both stated, the Eagles and the 49ers could very well meet in the pro-season despite Sunday's outcome. They're both good enough to find themselves facing each other when it truly matters. That's the beauty of the NFL regular season. One game, a breeze do occur. The Eagles weren't good enough on Sunday and they know it. And why the 49ers deserve the utmost respect for the latest performance Eagles operating at a Super Bowl standard. The Philadelphia should quickly export its current feelings and make adjustments and come back swinging. So yeah, um, that's all the takeaways from this week's NFL from week 13. I um, hope you've enjoyed this podcast and thank you for listening and we will see you next week. Thanks and goodbye.